Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. A day in the life with Live Mike. Lee Lonsberry talks with the candidates about the issues important to you. This week, the fourth district race for Congress. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We are into the final half hour of today's episode. And as you heard the, uh, the deep voice introducer, announcer man there say, this is another installment of our segment entitled A Day in a Life, where we look at uh, how things are going in each of Utah's uh, political campaigns right now. And this week we are focusing on the fourth uh, district. Candidates, uh, of course, being uh, Ben McAdams, incumbent Democrat, uh, and his uh, challenger, Burgess Owens, who enjoys the Republican nomination for that uh, race. And uh, Mr. Owens joins us now. Sir, how are you? Very well. Looking forward to chatting with you once again. Yeah, likewise. It's been some time. Uh, listen, I want to ask you a question right off the bat. It has to do with the coronavirus, and then we'll get into uh, the day-to-day of your campaign. I'm very much looking forward to uh, how you're living your life these days. But uh, it is an interesting an interesting agreement between Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, and it has to do with an offer which came from Health and Human Services Chief Alex Azar, uh, where he offered to make available to Congress, uh, both chambers of Cong- Congress, uh, a rapid testing capability so so that members of Congress, as they come onto the campus, uh, could, you know, each day uh, get a COVID-19 test uh, and then be able to, you know, arguably uh, operate uh, on the floor of the House, uh, executing votes and all that other congressional responsibilities they have. And it was in a joint letter in response to, to Mr. Azar that Mitch McConnell and Speaker Pelosi uh, declined uh, that offer. Were they correct in declining that offer? I'm not sure why they would. Uh, I've I've had a chance over the last three weeks to actually take three of those tests, and it doesn't doesn't take but a few minutes, and uh, and you get the results back with your positive negative. So I'm not sure. I, I had heard that uh, Nancy Pelosi had turned it down. I'm surprised that uh, Mitch has done the same. You know, I don't know enough about it uh, to to say why they would do that. I know personally, uh, it, it gives a sense of, uh, of reassurance as you enter anything you're doing. That at least. For that moment, for that time, that you're 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 safe to be around other people. Of course, you add that with the mask, and uh, and you can move on with your business. And that's what we're all about, isn't it? Moving on to get our business taken care of. May I ask the results of your test, sir? It's, <laughs> it's always been negative. Yeah, <laughs> and I will continue continue that way as long as I possibly can. All right. What are you doing as you move around uh, campaigning? What, what precautions are you taking to, to ensure that negative result time after time? Pretty much what's, what's being accepted now, the mask and social distancing um, and just, just being as careful as we can. I, I think the key, though, is, is keeping in mind that you know we are a country that we dream big. We, we, we want to go out and work, want to get things done. We have business we have to run, families we have to, to raise. And so it's not like us just to hunker down and do nothing. Uh, we should take out every precaution we can, obviously. Uh, we're not, we now know there is a segment of our, of our country that's truly at risk. Make sure that they're very, very safe. And, uh, and we need to, to, to recognize that what we do is we, uh, we, we go toward our dreams. That's who we are. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't hunker down and just uh, wait to safety is, is totally 100% there because it never will be. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what I'm seeing here, Lee, across our country. We are coming out of this. We're learning a lot of lessons from it, to say the least. 
And we're going to be a better country. We're having conversations today that we might not have had two or three years ago, if not for uh, what we've had to deal with for the last year. Sure. That's a good point. Let me ask you this now. The name of this segment is A Day in the Life. Uh, you right now are in a fight for a seat in Congress, Utah's uh, fourth congressional district. Uh, talk to me about what your days look like. You, you got up this morning. Uh, what's the first thing you do trying to seek that office? You know, every day is a little different. Let me just say this to, to, for, for everybody out there who wants to know what I stand for. Please go to BurgessForUtah.com. We have a particular section there called uh, Learn the Facts. Because we want to make sure that uh, the Utahns really do understand who I am, my background, uh, and not not ha- not take that uh, from the the media or from uh, the other side, the the negative that's been thrown at us right now. So, BurgessforUtah.com, learn the facts. But basically, we look at every day of trying to get out and and and, and give our message to uh, Utahns, whether it be down south. Juab was just down there recently at a at a uh, football game. Uh, spent some time with some sh- uh, sh- uh, sheep herders, which I never uh, years ago would have thought I would have had a chance to do. Uh, just yesterday, I was out at the airport where Vice President uh, Pence was coming in. I was there with the the governor. So every day is a little different. My 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 goal right now is I truly believe in leaving everything on the field. I want it's every chance I get, whether it be online, whether it be uh, outside uh, meetings where we have a chance to social distance. I want to get the questions answered, uh, ask, and I want to make sure that that, uh, that Utahns, particularly District 4, recognize my values are their values. That's what I'm fighting for. I grew up with them. I believe in them. Uh, I've overcome a lot of obstacles because of them, and I want to make sure that we never, ever lose what's made our, our, our district and our state the most attractive one in the, in the country. Those values are very important. We need to hold on to them. Tomorrow night, the vice presidential debate takes place here in Utah. From where will you be watching the debate? That's a good question. I don't, I'm not sure. I won't be there. Uh, I'll be looking at probably home here, tele, uh, uh, you know, on television here at home. But I will definitely be watching it. It's, it's, a, it's a must-see by everyone, obviously, uh, because we have two visions, Lee, of our country. One from the, the, the left, uh, radical left, which I think is, is pretty uh, you know, dark. And the other one is hopeful. It's the American way. We dream big. We overcome. And we, we, we drift toward the light. So I'm, I'm hoping our, uh, that our country will see that and that we'll vote accordingly and get our country back where we can li- literally give our kids a greater future than we ever came into before. In addition to your time with, uh, say, the sheep herders, uh, what are your interactions with the public looking like? How are you courting these uh, would-be uh, constituents of yours should you secure you know, the, the vote? You know, that's a good question, and I'm, I'm so thankful for this last year because uh, for, for a couple of years I've, I was working with at-risk youth, which is a very narrow a sliver of our, of our state, which I was impressed with. I'm having a chance to literally meet everyone from the Silicon Slopes to the sheep herders to, uh, you know, cattle herders. I mean, it's, it's amazing how great our, our state is. And for those of us who have, have a chance now to truly open our eyes and meet Utahns across uh, this, this great district in our state, it's been a rewarding year for me. So any way we can to meet people, to uh, share my personality, my, my hopes, my op- optimism, and let people know that America is the greatest place in the history of mankind, and, and we represent those values that, uh, that keep us in that, in that direction for sure. Very good. Uh, our guest has been Burgess Owens running for a seat in Congress representing Utah's 4th Congressional District. Uh, last question I'll ask you. We received word about an hour ago that Eddie Van Halen had passed away. You got a favorite Van Halen song? Not really, unfortunately. <laughs> That's all right. 
I wish I could say yes, but I I I know he's made a big difference, and uh, and and that's what we're here to do, aren't we? To live our lives, leave a legacy that people want to remember. So it, it I, is I a cool thing. That. It is a cool a thing to way. see the the emotions certainly yeah. that uh, that have come from uh, his passing. Certainly a good commentary on the impact he's had on it's many lives. A great lives. commentary, Lee. That's what America, that's what we try to do our best. Leave a legacy. That's the way. That's, that's a good way of doing it. Burgess Owens, thank you so much for your time. Uh, best of luck to you. Hopefully those COVID nineteen tests keep coming back negative. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, very good. So we will uh, we'll continue this series uh, again called A Day in the Life. Uh, the The objective is uh, to get a look at how the candidates are spending their time. You know where you can find the information on the issues. Uh, you can go to their websites. You can go to their uh, social media uh, presence. You can learn uh, anything you want uh, about uh, about platforms and about goals and objectives. Uh, but what's it like to be a candidate? And the reason I'd like to shed light on this type of lifestyle that is a candidate is because maybe you yourself are thinking about running. Maybe you have a child that is demonstrating some desire to maybe get into public office. Well, uh, it is helpful to understand what that entails. And if this segment that we present uh, periodically here can help inform that, uh, either a decision in your own mind or as you have a friend or uh, a child or anyone in your life who may be considering uh, something like this, I hope that these segments serve as a resource to know exactly what uh, it requires. Later on in the week, looking forward to speaking to uh, Ben McAdams, who we've had on the program a number of times. Uh, next up, though, as a candidate, as he seeks to retain his seat in Congress. That's coming up later in the week. Right now, though, time for a break. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.